I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Park Date. You might be sat on a sweaty train or in a crumbling Victorian hovel, but for the next insert number of minutes, please, we'll be taking you back to nature. Because in each episode, we'll kidnap, well, lead, a different guest to their favourite local park and talk about the things they like to do there. So pack a picnic blanket. Try saying that after a few Proseccos. Our guarantee to you, lucky listener, is that this episode will contain one or more of the following. Ice cream, swings, grass dog walkers, drunks, canoodling couples, a possible mugging, and fun in the sun, unless it rains. So join me, Christopher Beanland, yes, that is my real name, and a special guest as we try to create the perfect park date. Everybody, this is Park Date, and on today's episode, uh, we have Rosie Wilby, comedian, writer, and author of the Breakup Monologues, and uh, is Monogamy Dead. Uh, Rosie is a fantastic writer, uh, comedian, chatter. Uh, she's got a great podcast, uh, the Breakup Monologues check out her podcast she does loads of live recordings and um buy her books they're amazing uh this episode saw us uh, convene in norman park in bromley um a new park to me um but a very fun one which features some model aircraft um i hope you enjoy the episode please review park date um wherever you get your podcasts um we will be uh, having a prize for the best reviews and i'm going to be reading out the funniest make your reviews funny try and name check trees um and we're we're going to have a lot of fun um with the reviews on this um i'm going to read out the best ones leave me one um and check out the website park date .co.uk and um, yes hopefully you will have fun 
welcome to Bromley. Uh, we are in, uh, what's the name of the park? Norman Park. Norman Park in Bromley. Um, I've realised I've been to Bromley once before to get my iPhone fixed <laughs> years ago. Well, I, hope, I hope it was successful. Uh, it was a successful a successful fix. Uh, but yeah, that was my only visit to Bromley. Oh, I'm, right. I'm here with Rosie Wilby, an amazing comedian, writer, um, author. Um, <laughs> Rosie's podcast uh, is, is amazing. Your book is amazing. Um, and thank you. Yeah, we're all, we're, and we're also here with um, with Dolly. With my dog. Yeah, Dolly's yes. uh, Dolly's just met a new friend. Yeah. Oh, ev- everyone always friends. says hello to Dolly. Yes. <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, she is a cross between a cocker and a beagle. A cocker and a beagle. So yeah, yeah she she's quite a character. She's a character. She's very popular. <laughs> she is. Um, yes. And we we should point out any any. Uh, any similarities to any other podcast involving walking and dogs is <laughs> completely uh, coincidental. coincidental. Well, we're going to be talking about parks. We're going to be talking about parks and uh, my, some my, other things. You know, we'll be talking about this more, yeah. I'm sure, but my relationship with parks has changed from one of creativity and writing to sort of puppies and poo bags. Uh, <laughs> because, yeah, I guess. A few years ago, when I was writing my first book, Is Monogamy Dead? Dead, uh, I was doing a lot of pacing around Brockwell Park Mm. in Brixton, uh, where I lived at the time, and often um, nipping over to the Lido and swimming up and down and sort of thinking about relationships and how they worked and sometimes didn't work or certainly didn't work according to the... Dolly nearly tripped up a jog of it. <laughs> um, Dolly. <laughs> uh, how they sort of didn't work according to the sort of idealistic heteronormative scripts that we yeah. sort of see and are conditioned to think is the way a relationship should work. So yeah. I uh, kind of got myself to a point in life where I really had a lot of questions about relationships. And for me, I think being out doors being in a space like a park gives you a lot of clarity Mm. and space to think and so yeah I certainly went on writing courses where the tutor would say things like you know (laughs) if you are walking around talking to yourself and people think you're mad you're probably doing it right (laughs) that's what most writers are doing so yeah that's Rockwell Park was where I did a lot of my kind of pacing and creative stuff and sometimes listening to music on my, um, uh, well, my quite outdated iPod. Um, But yes, often listening to to stuff and there's a a little bit in one of my books about... um, having a bit of a moment when Richard Hawley came onto my iPod when I was walking over to the Lido one time and noticing some sort of golden leaves trapped in the wire fencing of the tennis courts and um, sort of having this moment of thinking they were like sort of trophies of yeah. past loves and so starting to feel that relationships that haven't lasted the course are still something to be celebrated and so sort of having this this moment in the park and this realization so so yes um that was my relationship with yeah. parks a few years ago i think and now it's very much about dolly who 
who's <laughs> wrapping her lead around our legs. We're sort of playing a weird kind of Morris dance um, kind of game. Um, She's, Dolly's just meeting some new friends again. Yeah, so so now my relationship to Pops yeah. is very much revolves around, around having a dog and my having dog, her. Yeah. Yeah. And you know often quite uh, some adventures crawling through the brambles and uh, well, <laughs> chasing after her i don't know if you can see over there rosie i've just noticed some kind of model aircraft oh uh, is she now she if she was does, off the lead she would be dolly, chasing that she <laughs> how would, does dolly feel about model would, planes oh she would go and probably wreck that and, yeah and try and catch it yeah um so yeah she, she, I, you don't see this very i don't think i've ever seen this before since i was a kid or this something. is this it's is amazing. a thing people do in this thing? park yeah, yeah i have seen it a lot in bromley people yeah. flying funny little planes it's kind of men with their toys isn't it it's it like, is isn't it <laughs> it's like what? all those bored bromley men who are probably living yeah. quite suburban lives and maybe of a weekend afternoon yeah. they go well i'm gonna go and fly my little fly my plane. plane exactly <laughs> but yeah this is the thing i guess um which i find interesting about parks is they're kind of places where you can see people doing all sorts of things um it's really um like a sort of i don't know like a like human zoo in a way right there's like yeah. people We've got some good um, bicycle sound effects now have indeed that's <laughs> very very noisy bell but yeah you see people doing all kinds of things and um in in the lockdown i think we we kind of found that parks were these places where we could go and oh, yeah. we could well, meet our friends we could you know even do business meetings everybody suddenly embraced parks didn't they they did they did even the people who hadn't really yeah. been that bothered about parks before yeah we we sort of saw the saw the value of them and, and um, everybody was walking the dog even you know even yeah. if you didn't have a dog you'd like borrow someone else's yeah <laughs> well i, w- I wish Paris i had a is... i wish i had a dog like dolly who i could um could take out she's very uh she's very very charming well, um yeah. <laughs> okay with the I'm lead. just untangling her from the lead. She yeah. seems to get tangled up more than any other dog yeah. because she walks around and round in a undisciplined way. <laughs> it's probably my terrible training, you see. Um, my yeah. partner Suze, who yeah. is nicknamed girlfriend in my book. Yes. Uh, she's the real sort of, you know, kind of dog mm. alpha who tells Dolly what to do. Oh right. And so when I'm with Dolly kind of chaos yeah. reigns really and Dolly sort of does whatever she wants so maybe we should have got Suze to come and, uh, come a, and a uh, dog handle li- dog, ha- dog handle dog exactly. wrangle yes <laughs> dog wrangle yes I don't know yes but oh yeah. god I mean we've had some kind of fun experiences in this park with yeah. Dolly as a puppy uh, one time there was um, a young couple having a picnic on a beautiful day here and the, the girl had her keys just on the floor by her but they were attached to a sort of fluffy key ring that looked like a bit like a you know fluffy bunny tail not yeah. a real one but just a fluffy thing that caught Dolly's attention so she obviously picked this up and just started running around and running off with this girl's keys and we were all oh, chasing dear. around this little puppy trying to get her to drop the keys <laughs> she thought it was an amazing he, game i bet she did i bet she did it was probably the highlight of her day i imagine yeah and then i think she uh, then i think she stole um yeah. her the, this girl's uh, bag of crisps as well oh my god i know lauren to herself oh god <laughs> yes shows me up all the time she's uh 
saying hello to someone else now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Rosie, talk to me a bit more about what, what you were saying earlier. I found really interesting when, when you were saying about, um, you know, thinking about relationships when you were in in uh, Brockwell Park and that moment with Richard Hawley. What an amazing, uh, yeah, yeah. amazing soundtrack to that. Um, obviously, you're, you've been very inspired by the idea of relationships and um, the idea of monogamy and the idea of breakups then later on. What, yeah. what do you think... Um, what do you think it is about human relationships? I mean, I, I find them really interesting right about that kind of thing too. Is it yeah. something that's like, um, like where's, where, where, did the, where did you start to become really interested in, in kind of re- re- relationships and how to kind of decode them? Yeah, well, I think I am interested in how things work mm. because as a teenager, I was sort of good at in inverted commas maths and physics and science and that kind of thing and so you know was interested in sort of how the world works and you know laws of physics and so on um and also interested in the really weird things that don't seem to make sense you know like kind of (laughs) schrodinger's cat and you know all of that kind of thing um so so yes i had this sense that somehow making sense of things makes things more comfortable more comforting um but then when you try and make sense of the psychology of love there are no real answers because we are wired in this way that is very animal and primitive and doesn't necessarily marry with the ideas that we have about long-term happiness particularly now human beings live so much longer than we (laughs) than we once did So, yeah, I think it it all stemmed from, you know, a a quest to understand things, but also starting to have relationships and finding that my relationships already didn't sit within the framework of what the images I'd been presented with, primarily because I was gay and Mm. realised that from sort of mid-teens. And so I think that already starts to make you question the narrative and the ideas that you've been presented with about marriage and having children and and how you're going to have relationships and romantic connections and friendships in the world so I think that was already under questions you already start analyzing and thinking about relationships in a different way I think if you're gay or if you sit somewhere outside of that heteronorm yeah and I guess you know you must have watched a lot of rom-coms when you were younger it's always a guy and a girl is it it's too yeah, predictable pretty much pretty much <laughs> another dog friend here oh yes <laughs> well talking of <laughs> friendships and romance <laughs> golly is uh, I mean dogs just go straight for sniffing the bits don't they it's Hello. funny how that happens isn't it <laughs> <laughs> maybe it would be easier for humans if we just did that as well <laughs> come on come on come on this way I guess having a dog is uh, a very sociable thing, isn't it? You end up talking to lots of people. I know, and, and I'm trying to focus on this conversation with you, but yeah. there's so many other things there's, going on. It's, I, like, it's, very, it's, it's very a distra- multi-sensory experience. Amazing. I can see a, a Labradoodle with a massive stick. Uh, <laughs> 
sounds like quite an Alan Partridge thing to say, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, yeah. There's lots of uh, lots of fun to be had when you're uh, when you're when you're in a part with a dog, I guess. Yeah, um, it does so change things. It does, it does mean. Yeah, it change, I mean, and that sort of freaked me out yeah. at first because in the book, in the breakup monologues book, breakup monologues, which yeah. is based on my podcast, I yeah. um, talk a little bit about the difference between having a dog and having a cat because yeah. I'd always had cats and my partner really wanted to have a dog and I was up for that but I, I was not prepared for how how intense it is having a puppy yeah. how much like having a you know having a baby is yeah. really because uh, you can't of sort of leave them in the same exactly. way that you would with a cat yeah. and uh, yeah she she was chewing all our I don't know, underwear and shoes and glasses and <laughs> it was chaos yeah. the first sort of year or so of having her. Yeah. And um yeah, so so it's quite interesting and that was another thing I noticed was that all these people talking to you. And yeah. sometimes that's lovely and other times you don't really want all these strange people to be talking to you. Well when, when you try to record a podcast <laughs> makes it more it's makes definitely... it more tricky. I don't know if I've thought this one through, but um, well we'll, well see. <laughs> See what it sounds like. Um, um, but yeah. yeah, it can be um, disruptive to, you know, if I was trying to do what I used to do and sort yeah. of have my creative thoughts in the park, you know, you would yeah. definitely be interrupted by all these people sort of going, oh, how old is she? Yeah. Or, oh, actually, what do, they always say... They, what, how old are you, Rosie? No, <laughs> they mean how old is the dog. Right. But actually, they I don't say she. They always say, how old is he? Yeah. And I'm like, I have to correct them all. I have to say, well, she is called Dolly. Yeah. And she's nearly four. <laughs> and it's really weird how people just well, hold say, on. what's I thought, his name? How I old thought, is she? I thought, I thought dogs were always... Boys and cats were always girls. Is that not? Is that, are you telling me that's not the case? How would I'm that being... work biologically? <laughs> you said you were good at science at school, and yeah. now is my big reveal that yeah. I actually wasn't. So yeah. that starts to explain uh, a few. Starts to explain I mean, a few I know things. gender is complicated now, but there could yeah. be an evolutionary issue there. Yeah, there'd be an issue. There'd be an issue. By the way, it's a very, it's a very bright but quite windy day today, isn't it? And we're we're in. The, the park is quite open it's quite big fields it, is, it, it feels is. very rural I can see a, a church over there it's like being in a village or something yeah well we've got lots of kind of farmland around the back yeah. where if Dolly was off the lead she would have Had you know little, gone and got into yeah. the private fields and you know disturbed yeah. all the horses and geese and yes um, I've become very familiar with all those fields <laughs> chasing Dolly because she often um, would get the scent of a deer and well and I can see Rosie, I can see horses over there. Yeah, can't I? that's, that's right. a nice, nice sight. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely quite rural here, and we yeah. can you know drive to a lot of different green spaces and parks, but it does have a slightly different feel to um, you know the more kind of suburban parks, the London parks yeah. like Brockwell Park that yeah. you know have cafes and mm. sort of little. I don't know, I used to love the walled garden in Brockwell Park, yes, actually, where yeah. you wouldn't be allowed to take your dog in, but it was more sort of peaceful and, and quiet. Um, whereas, yeah, this is like a big open field with lots of kind of woods and farmland, um, and you can walk through to some lovely pubs and have a nice pub lunch. Yeah. But it's, yes, it has got that slightly outside of London feel. Yeah, which is really, uh, really nice, isn't it? And I think one of the reasons 
that we all love to go to a park is because it maybe it reminds us of that that kind of uh, countryside feel that not all of us have uh, if we're if we're living in a city. It's it's nice to see greenery and have yes. some space, isn't it? It's very very conducive to thinking as well as you were, as you were saying, Rosie. I think it's um, yeah, you know, when you're outside. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Can, yeah, I think I I thrive on being outdoors yeah um you know and I, I think i probably get that from um you know my parents loved kind of walking holidays in the lake district yeah. now i don't like kind of long long walks so much uh, right. you know tell like, me if we're walking too far i know this is absolutely fine what i <laughs> we mean is oh well we might do but yeah. my dad would like walk and still will if well into his 80s like walk all day yeah like from nine till you know, five. A big walker, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like up several mountains. And so, you know, I've sort of got that hangover from my teenage days of, oh, are we nearly there yet? Yeah. Is it the end? Um, whereas having my own walk at my own yeah. pace, doing my own thing with my own thoughts, um, I, you know, I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any memories, Rosie, of um, going to the park when you were a kid? I feel like parks are made for kids, aren't they? They're one of the first places where you can, you can kind of go and yeah. do do your own thing, go to the you know saw some kids over there in the in the playgrounds. Yeah, well, I grew up in um, a town in the northwest of England called Ormskirk, and I always say to people Merseyside. Who, yeah, in Merseyside, yeah. I always say to people who haven't heard of it, it's a bit near Liverpool. It's a bit like Liverpool if you take everything away. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not. It's not a super exciting town. Yeah. Sorry, Yorkskirk. I mean, it's got like a nice market and things on a yeah. Thursday. Maybe on a Saturday as well, I think. Um, What's but, the most famous thing about Ormskirk? Oh, Is God. Any um, claims to fame? Any claims to fame? I think a few... Well, actually, uh, I, I stumbled upon... Facebook reminded me of an old uh, Facebook post from many years ago when an old school friend of mine... Uh, called Calvin Wade, who uh, recently bought my book. Hi, Calvin, if you're going to listen to this. Hi, Calvin. <laughs> we, and I've got a surprise for you, Rosie. Yeah. Around, behind that, that building over there, Calvin Wade. It's very cold. He's been waiting for us. But actually for days. So oh, let, wow. let's, let's bring him out. Oh. Calvin, um, Calvin? <laughs> But he, um, he had said to me, got in touch and said, yeah. I was the fifth most famous person to come from Ormskirk. And I'm really not that famous. So I think ahead of me were the Impressionist John Coleshaw um, and also um, yes. the, uh, oh, who else? There's a tennis player, Barry Cowan, who's yeah. really not that famous now. I think, I think at the time when Calvin had created this list, I think he'd just done quite well at Wimbledon and sort mm. of taken Pete Sampras to five sets. Um, so... <laughs> Ormskirk had had some name checks during yes. Wimbledon that year at one time. Um, John Coleshaw's not a bad one. No, that's he's, a good one. He's good. He's, he's a great, big, incredible. Yeah, um, I can't quite fascist. remember who else was on the list ahead of me, mm. but <laughs> they were obviously <laughs> super famous. And is there a park in Ormskirk that you that you remember? Well, I remember. I mean, it's not a very exciting park, but the swimming baths in Ormskirk mm. are called Park Pool. Oh, and they are in the, in the middle of a little park oh, right. and so I do sometimes remember sort of hanging out in the park and I guess sometimes in the summer there would be some kind of event or little fate um, 
that would um, that would happen with you know kind of stalls and, yeah. and things going on. But <laughs> I mean, it's not you know it wasn't a really exciting park. It was sort of you know as a teenager in those kind of towns you sort of make your own fun don't you and it's yeah. you know it's all about sort of getting off with people round the back of the swimming baths you know um and that kind of thing so and i think if, the, if there's one thing that parks uh, have seen over the years it's definitely uh canoodling teenagers yeah. who, who've got no, really nowhere else to go it's, it's, yeah, exactly. it's one of those places and I, I mean i've definitely done that i mean yeah. in, in those days it would have been with boys and um sort of trying to work out if i liked boys or, or not yeah. but you know you've got to have a test yeah. out haven't you and see have give it a go <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly and you were just like no doesn't doesn't work for me <laughs> um i think it's more complicated than that yeah. i think i think there were some boys that i was quite into but yeah. i think my stronger emotional drive and connection is towards longer term relationships with yeah. women yeah you know but i mean in the book talk about um, taking part in a sex lab Mm. um, which sort of looks at this stuff about our sexual orientation and (laughs) you know what sort of erotic imagery um, one is aroused by and I sort of talk about how that that stuff is is quite muddy and you know I think I think for many many people it can be and we don't necessarily fit into these neat boxes and I think this is all the kind of thing I was thinking about and experimenting mm. around in in parks as a as a teenager. Yeah, yeah. that's really interesting. And I think um, you're right. It's things are more complicated, aren't they, than um, than than the sort of simple explanations that we often get. By the way, when you mentioned erotic imagery, it was at the exact point <laughs> that a very old couple walked past us. Did their ears prick up? I think they. Were, I hope I mean, I've livened up their little. Stroll. Their stroll, exactly. Saturday I think, afternoon stroll. I think it's def- definitely been uh, definitely been livened up. Um, yeah, you t- and, and you now talked... we've got some music coming from uh, a field over Where there. Where is that coming from? Maybe is there's that some that... kind of an event, some kind of a do. It's it's really. I mean, this place has really got everything. We've got horses. We've got, we've got... Li- the little plane it's... is really whizzing around our. It looks our heads like now. it looks like a sort of mini Concord or something, doesn't it? It's quite. Oh, Rosie! I'm 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 slightly ashamed to say that I do know quite a lot about planes, and I can tell you that is not a Concorde. Yeah. Well, I believe uh, it's some kind of fighter jet. I oh, want to like I want to say like an F-16 or something oh, like well, that. I have no idea. My no, eight-year-old no self uh, unfortunately knows far too much about um, about those kind of things. But what's what? Is there and a there fate? Really is a fate going is there a village? As I, as I mentioned, the we're going to have fate. Yeah, we might have to we'll have to go and visit visit the fate. Do you remember when you were a kid? Do you remember having ice creams? I have a lot of good memories of having oh, ice creams. Yeah, ninety nine is a classic, isn't it? Well, the thing is with ice creams, though, um, I didn't really enjoy the corner, the cone thing. Especially like the, the old school wafers that you really? know you had back in the day. Like, I love a cone. You know, in the sort of eighties and nineties. I mean, you know, when they start doing cornettos with the chocolate inside the cone, that was a game changer. But yeah. just the boring old kind of wafer cone, I you used say to, no. I'd leave that. Yeah. Um, are you more of a you more of a cup person? Would you go for a oh, cup yeah. of ice cream rather yeah, than the cone? Yeah, but I don't think that was really a thing when I was yeah. a child. I think you always had to have it in a in a cone. Um, but what my mum used to do, uh, bless her, 
she used to make a tiny mini ice cream from her ice cream and she'd break off the bottom of her cone and put a blob of ice cream on the top like make a really oh, tiny one. Oh, that's very cute. But then that, that would have really messed up her ice cream, wouldn't it? Because it would have all dribbled out it the It would bottom. have. So, indeed, indeed. Oh, there you are. Parental sacrifice. Uh, yeah, very kind, very, very kind um, act um, that was. <laughs> on the next episode of Park Date... I will be in conversation with Brother Ressex Worsted. So, um, what was it like spending all those years in silence, alone, in that monastery? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm. Fancy coffee? And actor Steve Coogan joins me as we play Kick a Tree. One, two, three, four, five, six. All this and more coming up on the next hilarious instalment of Park Date. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And now, back to Rosie Wilby. I think life should be a, a learning journey, right? You should be improving and learning and kind of um, hopefully being a, a better person who maybe has more understanding of, of the world and themselves. Uh, yeah. But then you also, I guess, end up as a, 
maybe a person with an awful lot of baggage when you get, get to a <laughs> certain when you get to a certain age so maybe then you're going into relationships with uh lots of previous experiences which may or may not have uh, have necessarily added to, uh, added to things in a positive um, positive way but i think the universality of, of the experience is obviously what appeals to people and you know had a lot of success, haven't you, with the breakup monologues and you know with the with the book and the um, and the podcast and doing live shows. It's clearly resonated with people, hasn't it, Rosie? We've all been through these these experiences. Yeah, definitely. See people in the live audiences at my shows, kind of nodding and going, "Oh yeah, I, I did that. Yeah, I said that. I thought yeah. that." And actually came out the other side of it when I thought I'd never, yeah. you know, never meet anyone else or never be able to sleep through the night or never be able to eat again yeah. you know never be able to breathe again you know because you in the immediate aftermath you can sort of feel like you just can't breathe and your sleep is really interrupted and your yeah. appetite and all of these things yeah so yeah you definitely see this recognition factor well we're in we're obviously talk, talking about parks as well we're in a park um I think I, when we were messaging about this, I was saying to you about this idea of being dumped in parks. <laughs> dumped in parks. I feel like a park is a kind of neutral zone. <laughs> I've certainly, I've been dumped in a Parks are actually quite triggering for me in general. Oh. Because I've, what I've are you doing to yourself? <laughs> I've been bro- broken up with a few times in parks. I've done it, done it myself as well because I feel like it's a better location than, you know, you don't want to break up with someone in a restaurant or something do you it's, what because then you can't get away you can't get away and there's people around and stuff so maybe a yeah. park is a kind of good i don't know what do you think yes i i can definitely see that although yeah. everybody's going to be on high alert now aren't they if their partner says yes i'll meet you i'll meet you in the, the park. park oh shit i'm about to get dumped yeah <laughs> exactly it's like someone on my podcast said to me that um you should never have a date at the South Bank because that's that's a no-no. Apparently, it's not going to work. It's doomed. I, I don't know why. I think the South Bank is very pleasant. Yeah. Um, but but there we are. So, so what's, what's wrong with the South Bank? I love a bit of brutalist architecture. <laughs> yeah. Well, like no, I think um, I think it was Dolly Alderton who was mm. saying that you know she'd uh, she, I think she'd been dumped at the South Bank. But I can oh. I can see how oh. I can see how yeah parks are a sort of good space to maybe walk and talk and mm. you know talk things through a bit and then yeah. sort of say a farewell that well i was going to say it doesn't feel quite so public but we <laughs> we seem to be passing loads of people and atmosphere and planes well, and dogs and children don't we it's it's true and i guess that's one of the things about the park isn't it you can um i'm sure you're nosy like me rosie and you, you just hear a, a snippet of someone's conversation when you're walking past yeah, and you think well, yeah, if it's a, a, yeah, it's just a breakup or some kind of you know romantic, uh, romantic conversation. You just think, yeah. oh, I wonder what's yeah. what's going on there. That's that's maybe the writer in me, kind of looking yeah. out for looking out for stories. It's gonna, been, um, yeah. it has been interesting hearing stories of people recently who've been you know lockdown dating in yes. parks, and I heard a funny one um, recently from a psychoanalyst who was who was on an episode of my pod and she um this guy was showing her his photos on his phone but inadvertently there was a dick pic there and <laughs> i don't Awkward. think he meant to show her that I mean, <laughs> probably i assume he probably didn't <laughs> but she but she um 
She was fumbling in her bike mm. basket because um, she was a bit like flustered by that. She was like, oh. Um, and she asked because she was going to call someone and, um, uh, you know, sort of get away from the date or mm. sort of go message her yeah. sister or someone to say, or, you know, get me out of this kind of thing just because yeah. she thought, oh, I'm not really into this. But um, she inadvertently pressed the um, kind of emergency thing and the police turned up because this guy <laughs> showed her a dick pic. <laughs> Uh, so I can imagine the scene yeah. is kind of like getting more and more out of control. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the police actually came as well, well. Yeah, apparently so, because it because oh um, she pressed her emergency yeah. contact or yeah. something. It dropped a pin right, where, right. <laughs> where she was. <laughs> All because she'd been shown dick thick. So not an ideal, not an ideal occasion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, I think I think a park. Have you ever been on a date in a park, Rosie? I yes. think that can be quite a good, quite a good place. You can do. A, I think it's quite nice to walk and talk, get a coffee. Oh, I totally think that. You I know. Um, yeah. When I met girlfriend or yes. two, um, she did you guys and I, go on a park date? Well, because I used to live so close to Brockwell Park, mm. and it was um, well the summer. The summer when we'd been together sort of a few months, I think was quite a nice summer. So we mm. met at the end of 2016 and then summer 2017, uh, kind of spring and summer, I think was quite warm and, and there were some really nice weekend days. Yeah. So we often used to have a nice picnic in Brockwell Park. That's and a great that was, date. Yeah, picnic date it is was a great nice. Date. Picnic dates are so yeah. nice because you can just graze on lovely food for ages. And, you um, can eat romantic things as well, like strawberries. And yes, strawberries. Prosecco, that kind of yeah. thing. It feels yeah. quite quite glamorous in a way, doesn't it? Like yeah, something from she, Love Island, yes, like yeah. a Love Island date. And what was quite cool was she has got these kind of inflatable um, chairs that you can sit on. Yeah. Um, it's not like an armchair. It's like a... Um, I don't even know, like almost like a long banana thing that you can sit on. Oh, right. And, like and a low, right a low thing. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's cool. So, so that would be fun. Yeah, and we we do that, and I think yeah, picnic dates are really nice. Yeah, I think they're a nice um, a nice thing to do. Definitely, it makes it makes a difference from uh, uh, just going to the pub or something like that. Um, yeah, absolutely, and yeah. you know you can talk as well. So, you know, it's probably better for getting to know someone in like a cinema mm. or a theatre. Or a film, you know, yeah. I think a, I think a cinema, cinema date is one of the worst ideas ever. I, I love know. I love films, but how can you talk to, <laughs> to to anyone for more than sort of ten minutes when you come in and then ten minutes when you yeah. go out? Yeah, I mean, cinema is like when you've been together a while and you yeah. don't want to talk to each other. <laughs> you <laughs> actively do not want to talk to your partner. Because you go kind of, to the cinema. You said everything you yeah. were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's quite yeah, it's quite funny when you uh, when you get to that stage, isn't it? But yeah, I think in lockdown, obviously, we, we, none of those options were available. Um, no, you couldn't you couldn't go to the cinema if you wanted. You couldn't go to a restaurant or no, or, or a bar or anything. So um, parks were kind of the only only place to uh, to go for a date, really, weren't they? You saw a lot of a lot of um, kind of couples having their park park dates. Yeah, um, yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe parks have. They've sort of shown us that they can be useful. We, we don't really be romantic look at... spaces, yeah. Right, and actually, I, I was sort of thinking about whether they are a romantic space, and I think I think they kind of are. But I think they went through a period where 
I don't know if you remember I certainly remember when I was younger the park was sort of seen as maybe being a bit seedy or something like well I I, yeah I I mean I know what you mean because I think being part of the LGBT community I do think a lot about gay men cruising in parks that's a very Um, good point I guess that was one of the few places that they could kind of go right so it was like a refuge for them yeah Yeah, definitely and so there is quite a tradition within gay male culture of cruising in Mm. those kind of forests and parks and those kind of slightly secret little spaces in in parks um, you know, certainly yeah. with girlfriends of mine, we've sometimes inadvertently stumbled into the gay really? male cruising zone on Hampstead Heath. <laughs> or when I used to live near Finsbury Park, there was yeah. a little alleyway that was all leafy. Oh, really? And yeah, I think we both had shorter yeah. haircuts then. And so, you know, occasionally a gay man would suddenly sort of pop out, <laughs> pop out the trees and then look disappointed that we were girls. <laughs> but yeah, I think... Well, that's another thing about parks, isn't it? They're, they're places which are outside of um, what you might um, kind of what what we think of as conventional, right? So, yeah. they're places where subversive, almost, it's almost subversive, way. right? So, gay men can go there when you're a teenager. You have no money. You want to, you know, snog your partner, or you want to just hang out with your mates and get drunk. You can go there. We see, you know, maybe people who are sort of living outside those social norms, like maybe people who are sort of living rough or something in parks or, you know, the people yeah, yeah. like sort of, um, uh, what, what would you say? Like uh, like in Japan where you have those sort of um, subcultures, those kind of people gather in parks, don't they? Like dressing like Elvis or <laughs> punks. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Like those kind of things. So maybe the park is like a place where we can be ourselves where anyone yeah, could be themselves where I don't an know. authenticity yeah, yeah even you know the, these men flying their planes you know there's right. something <laughs> something about that too isn't there yeah um, well they want to be ca- they want to be careful with that because I feel like people are on edge at the moment when it comes to uh, anything to do with wars so oh flying God, yeah, yeah. flying a plane like that around is um, something they should be it is a very tiny one we yeah. should add it's not it... like it's not like life size hold on hold on am i, am I misunderstanding perspective is it tight i just thought it was like a long way away yeah. it reminds me of that father ted episode where he's he's explaining to dougal about the <laughs> is it the lions he says oh this one is small but those ones are far away then and, and dougal can't uh, he can't understand it exactly um but yeah so yeah, so there is an authenticity yeah. but i think what you're saying about the sort of yeah kind of subversive nature of of park culture is also at odds with the sort of kind of official line on parks if you like that we're probably supposed to think they're very family friendly Mm. spaces you know and we're talking about the sort of traditional kind of conventional fates that would you know have the ice cream vans and bat the rats do you remember that you had to hit a rat yeah (laughs) Yeah. that was my favorite yeah, so there's yeah. something about that yeah. narrative that that is in conflict with that, which is an interesting yeah. tension. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And have you? So you used to be near Brockwell Park, didn't you, Rosie? Now you're you're obviously out in Bromley. Have yeah. you kind of enjoyed being in this more sort of rural setting with this this very this very big kind of yeah country style park? Have you enjoyed being uh, sort of more more close to nature? Um. 
I think there are there are pros and cons. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think um, yeah, Brockwell Park had this real creative element for me. Mm. And it's really not that far away. I can easily get a train it's not that to far, Herne Hill, yeah. and I do still sometimes get yeah. over there because I do I do love it. That, Someone with some oh. tears here. Someone falling off their scooter, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do miss uh, Brockwell Park. It's yeah. a really lovely space. It is a lovely and space. And I think I think that's probably still my favourite park. Yeah. In and around London. Yeah. Come on, darling. Come on, darling. <laughs> She's making so many friends. But this is a great park as well, and this is the first time first time I've been here. But I'm sure not uh, not the last. Um, Good is this uh, is this the best park in Bromley? Would you say, Rosie? Oh, I think there are lots of um, lots of spaces. Um, there's Beckenham Place Park, yeah. which is not far away from here, which is it's possibly a more interesting, big, open space. Um, and they also have, you know, a kind of cafe and um, yeah. nice food, and you know, you can. There's a courtyard, um, and there are sort of buildings yeah. where you know you can sit and. And have a tea and have have a nice bite to eat and that kind of thing. So yeah. they sort of made that a bit more of a kind of place to hang out for yeah. a longer space of time. So sometimes yeah. we drive over there, and that's that's really nice. Yeah, um, sounds great. Yeah, but yeah, I think for more immediate little walks with with Dolly, it's um, it's either this park or some yeah. of the smaller little kind of recreation grounds. Um, you know, just just nearby, just yeah. nearby us in Bromley. Great stuff. And what's next for you, Rosie? What are you um, <laughs> going to be writing or performing in the future? Well, I'm I'm still um, recording a new season of the Breakup Monologues yes. at live events and festivals around the UK because, of course, that was somewhat interrupted over yeah. the last couple of years. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm making the most of the fact yeah. that the events are. Well, seemingly getting more back to normal. Mm. So, recording live episodes at at various festivals. And you were and doing events. that last night, weren't you? Oh, I was in. A, yeah, I was at an event Probably at the Bloomsbury Theatre. Did that go well? Yeah, it was really fun. Um, it's an event organised by Fest- Festival of the Spoken Nerd. Oh yes, friends of mine. Um, science related. Uh, so yeah, kind of geeky science related comedy because they have a, an evening called an evening of unnecessary detail. So I was going into in my set unnecessary detail about divorce statistics and monogamy and um, relationship patterns and behaviours. So hit us with a statistic. <laughs> Can well, you remember any? Well, what I what I'm particularly interested in, um, because being a gay woman, I'm particularly interested in how same-sex partnerships tell us something about perhaps a more in inverted commas instinctive behaviour yeah. that men or women might adopt if you remove the influence of the opposite biological sex. Mm. And I'd be really interested in how completely differently gay men behave to lesbians. Right. Um, and I just think there's there's something in that, in our very different yeah. approaches to monogamy. And so you, you see gay men often having open relationships mm. and staying together in their primary partnerships forever and ever. They have the lowest divorce rate of any group right. of people. Right. Whereas lesbians who stick 
to a sort of rapid rate of serial monogamy actually have the highest rate of separations of oh, anybody. I see. And it sort of turns our cultural expectations of men and women on, on their heads, really, because yeah. we tend to think, you know, lesbians, or, well, no, women in general, staying in relationships yeah. and being the sort of yeah. guardians of long-term yeah. commitment. <laughs> <laughs> and whereas yeah. we actually see this sort of romantic restlessness in yeah. in women a bit. Well, just like Dolly, she seems to be uh, <laughs> romantically restless as well. She is looking for travel, isn't she? She's <laughs> looking for action. That's really interesting. Do you um, um, do you still believe in in, in monogamy and in long term relationships, Rosie? Do you oh, think? Oh yeah, it's, totally. I feel like we're we're all we're all kind of. I I, I always I always. I always like this image of, yeah. a, you know, when a fly, you know, there's like those electrocution devices you see in a cafe. Oh. The flies fly into that device and die. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to stop any of the other flies from doing it. And I sort of think the electrocution <laughs> devices love or, or relationships. Oh, and we kind of, like, however much uh, it happens, we're still drawn to it, aren't we? We still think maybe next time it will be okay. Oh, so, God, definitely. Well, I feel a bit that way about Edinburgh Fringe, actually. Um, <laughs> You're in a toxic relationship with the Fringe. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, I was honestly a bit relieved when it didn't, couldn't go ahead in yeah. the lockdown. I thought, oh, I can have a nice August. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we do keep going back to yeah. relationships. We have this human need for yeah. connection. And yeah. Suze and I are actually engaged to be married this summer. So Congratulations. I've got to believe in long-term commitment and relationships. That's amazing. Where are you guys getting married? In, here in Bromley. In Bromley. Yeah. Fantastic. So, Fantastic. yeah, it's amazing. exciting. And I think it's, I hope, proof in the pudding that we do learn yeah. from our breakups to yeah. sort of make better choices and then navigate those choices and communicate um, and I've you know gone to some effort perhaps too much effort Suze would say to display the ups and downs of a real relationship <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. you know present that honestly yeah. so that but, you know we start to be more aware yeah. that it's not always perfect but yeah. you know we might be with someone who's pretty awesome and we should maybe forgive them their flaws <laughs> exactly well that's probably a great place to to finish up you you're going to have your happy ending yes. in uh, in the summer yes. and um yeah i wish wish you guys all the best rosie it's been such a pleasure to chat to you um i hope you've enjoyed our little stroll around uh, i have enjoyed around our the park stroll. today um, i hope i hope it makes a nice podcast yeah, let's hope, let's, let's hope so. We'll just edit out all the wind noise and the, and the children screaming. Uh, but no, it's been fantastic. And Dolly, thank you as well. Dolly says uh, she's, thanks. She's had a great time. She's had a great time. She seems tired out now, so we'll finish there. Rosie Welby, thank you so much for joining me. Cheers. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> enjoyed that episode of park date um there's lots more where that came from and there'll be more in the future as well if you enjoyed it please leave a review um good or bad make them funny i'll be reading out the best ones and there'll be a prize 
for the one that makes me laugh the most. Name check some trees in your reviews and leave them wherever you get your podcast from. Check out our website, parkdate.co.uk. And um, if you see me walking around in a park, come and say hello. I think that was the sound of someone sneezing. Um, yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Park date. It's a park date. Park date. It was a park date. Park date. We had a park date. Park date. You've been listening to park date. <laughs> God. No. 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 Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.